Welcome to You Hate Movies, the podcast in which casual moviegoers, film lovers, and cinephiles argue about movies. It's Road to War for the Planet of the Apes. Join us as we argue and celebrate our way to the rebooted Planet of the Apes trilogy finale. This week's episode, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Along the way, you'll get spoilers for Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, as well as Rise of the Planet of the Apes, District 9, Batman Begins, Alien Covenant, Batman v Superman, and Congo. The year is 2014, and after the surprise enthusiasm for Rise of the Planet of the Apes, we're finally getting a sequel. But the director is no longer in tow. In fact, Rise of the Planet of the Apes was directed by a gentleman uh, named Rupert Wyatt, who had directed not much of anything prior and, frankly, hasn't directed much of anything since. So they hire a gentleman named Matt Reeves, who at the time had directed... Uh, one very cool movie and one uh, kind of okay movie. The first being Cloverfield. Way to go! It's a good movie. Some yeah. Cloverfield Thanks enthusiasts Matt. in the house. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Matt. And then he did the American reboot of Let the Right One In, which was called Let Me In, which was fine if you you know like that sort of thing. So you're like, I oh, haven't even it? heard of it. It's a Swedish vampire story. Oh sure, Swedish. You know those vampires. type of movies. Yeah, right. <laughs> totally. Let the Right One In. All in IKEA. Uh, it's great. <laughs> great, great film. Great novel. Check it out. Uh, let me in totally worthy adaptation anyway Matt Reeves comes on the scene you're like oh the guy who made Cloverfield that's interesting I really liked the first one I like Cloverfield let's check this out I gotta tell you guys I goes in to see this thing just being a fan of the original uh, as we said in the last episode an enthusiastic fan of the original and I was blown away in fact uh, it was easily in my top 15 movies of all time i think uh for me probably one of the best sequels easily up there with terminator 2 and the dark knight as uh clearly better than the original and as as a standalone like amazing piece of movie making so now that i've just doted and fawned all over it we go around and see what you guys think josiah is back on the show again i'm back and josiah what do you think of dawn of the planet of the apes i enjoyed it (laughs) <laughs> All right, so <laughs> I had a good time. Um, as we discussed last time, I was pleasantly surprised by the first movie, so I was right on board with this one and expected it to go downhill because it's a sequel, and why not? The first one was cool, so figured this one would just topple off a crevasse and this series would be done, but it was great. Well, there was toppling from the top of crevasses. Actually. Yeah, I mean, there's a yeah. lot of crevasses. So I did that, but not, not the series no. characters did. Patrick, you liked the first one. What did you think? Well, yeah, well, first let me tell you, uh, a oh, fun, okay. I have a funny movie story. He's got something he wants Ooh. to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quiet, so, quiet. Enjoy this. Uh, the summer, it was a busy summer, so I didn't get to see it opening weekend. So my wife, Vanessa, and I went to go see it a couple of weeks after it had come out. And we go to the theater, and the theater down the street, you have to climb up to the top of this giant mall. It's all it's like five stories up. And then they tell us, you can go see the movie, but the air conditioner is broken in the theater, and it is incredibly hot and uncomfortable. <laughs> so we say, no. And we go see Guardians of the Galaxy, because that had just come out instead. And I really like Guardians. And then the, the next weekend, I went and saw Apes. It's cool, That's huh? it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. The I air thought, conditioner was I broke. thought you were going to break. This is what I thought. There was a twist to that story because I thought that he was going to go see it anyway and then describe like the experience of like 
you know like a jungly kind of yeah yeah didn't you think that's no, where it's going it doesn't make sense we're gonna take off their hat and it why would you why would, yeah. why would you want to go in a theater with no air conditioner in the middle of the summer at five stories up yeah dawn dawn of the planet of the apes is, is set in san francisco but they made it too jungly and, and cold and wet and this theater experience uh, would have been all messed up yeah okay yeah. so i saw the movie and uh <laughs> Uh, I I also really liked it. It it was just a really great movie. Five out of five for me. Great oh, movie. Okay. Wow. Well. All right. Mm-hmm. Stars or kicks? Kicks. All right. Okay. Five out of five kicks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tyler Patrick Hands. I saw this one in theaters. You Maybe did. I watched Rise to go see Dawn. This doesn't make sense. Do isn't doesn't the Dawn and then too, you yeah. rise? Yeah. Yeah. I always get them mixed up because of that. Yeah, so everyone does. It's like, okay, so there's something rising, but it hasn't dawned yet. So it's like, it's still dark, but there's something rising. Just just trust us. So it, yeah. Now it's so dawned and we're seeing it. Right. The problem okay. is that they just sound like synonyms. It sound, you know, like, how, well, it hasn't quite dawned or, or rose. <laughs> but it's rising <laughs> somewhere. You just can't see it. Yeah. All right. So you hated it then? I liked. Oh. I liked it. I liked okay. it, the the movie. It's it is far better though than Rise. Dawn is a very well made film, and they take the photorealism of those apes to the next level. No kidding. When they that opening shot with because it's the same thing. It's monkeys running through. <laughs> it's apes running through the jungle, uh, but they switch. They reverse the roles right off the bat. Instead of um, apes being hunted in the beginning of Rise, now it's the apes hunting. They've crafted tools. They're hunting animals. They're gathering, bringing them back to their camp. Uh, but that fo- that first shot of Caesar up in the tree with his hand in the air, organizing all the rest of these apes, you know that they, they, they've spent time together hunting and they're so it's a foreshadow, obviously. They got the, decorated and everything. Yeah, it's a foreshadow, obviously, of the battle they'll be having with the humans. Um, but you can tell that they really, really improved their CG. Yeah. It, the opening immensely. shot is like his eyes. Yeah, photorealism like, yeah. of, of an ape. Is that? But then they also have paint on his face, <laughs> and they somehow made that paint look photorealistic. It's crazy. It's, they did really well. They did. Although, whatever it was, they were hunting deer. Yeah, the deer is didn't look good. far and less the bear. realistic. The yeah. bear looked terrible. Yeah, the bear is a little... The bear looked all right. What? Isn't that incredible? I'm like, you're making animals in the same frame. Why is one of them so convincing? And it's like, we've got... went to apes. We've got nothing left. We don't have a budget for bear. The bear budget's cut. It's like, listen... <laughs> so the guy well. from <laughs> the guy from Weta sits down with the director and says, "I've got good news and bad news. <laughs> the apes are basically real apes at this point. We've perfected the technology. It's like, well, that's that's fantastic news. There's nothing left for this deer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, nothing. It's Jumanji deer. <laughs> <laughs> if we could render it a couple more times, it'd be perfect. But we just we won't. aren't going. To. <laughs> we won't. We won't. Our time's <laughs> up. Do you think it's going to get to the point? Obviously, we haven't seen War yet, but do you think after seeing War or any other future movies, we're going to look back on Dawn and be like, oh, man, it was obviously CG. Was Maybe. So Pro- um, I assume. It we, we keep going. We're perpetually going through that process of being convinced. There has convinced to be a plateau, though. 
the plateau is mm. like your brain is ac- absolutely fooled without you know like be- how i don't know because there were moments of it in dawn there's a, yeah. i always think of a particular shot of from inside a tent uh where the teenager wakes up and looks out and sees the orangutan maurice sitting outside the tent waiting yeah. and it 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 there's nothing in it that even remotely looks. That's a, not orangutan, is that? Yeah, it's That's a, a real, real orangutan. <laughs> so they brought in a real orangutan for that shot. So much so that I actually thought, like, oh, interesting. They actually used some real yeah. apes. You know, I was convinced. Like, it's, you watch a movie like District 9, for example, with really convincing creature of CG. You know what I mean? Like, it, it looks great. They brought in some real prawns. Yeah. And then there's a scene where they break into that facility and there's like prawn corpses everywhere. And your brain immediately tells you that's really on the set. You know, they're interacting with a prop. Uh-huh. Whereas the prawn that's walking around, Christopher Johnson, is not real. That's CG, even though it's convincing. Mm-hmm. So my brain was doing that. I was like, well, there's a real one. That one right there is real. And then after the fact, I'm like, oh, it wasn't real. So do you think that that they'll just they'll get so good that they can't get any better? It's like that's just a, a real ape. Yeah, there's a. I think we're almost there. I think we hit it in this movie. But sometimes. do you think Josiah has a point though that after we watch War for the Planet of the Apes, we're going to be like, oh, it's terrible and I don't know. I think they might just be like, we perfected it and we're doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> Keep in mind. And this time, maybe they'll get the bear right. Keep in mind, Abby, who's on the show tonight, Abby. Hey. <laughs> uh, she said on another show when we were all nitpicking to death some CG that she says, I don't know what you guys are talking about. It always all fools me all the time. I mean, it does. Someone could have told me those were real dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. It's crazy. She's watching Super Mario Brothers thinking, dang. Didn't that's someone real. we know yeah, ask if they used real apes and apes? Huh? Yeah, everyone asks that question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When we sat down and were halfway through Dawn, Bethany said, even though we had mentioned it before the movie start, she asked again, which, which ones? ones are the real ones? Yeah. Right. And we said, they are all fake. <laughs> they are all men and women in gray pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> with, those, with those weird... With ping pong balls. balls. <laughs> yeah, stuck to them. Uh, so, Abby, what did you think about Dawn of the Planet of the Apes? I really liked it a lot. It it is better. I don't remember if I saw it in theaters. Um, it's just a really good movie. In fact, there's one scene in particular that's like chilling and terrifying and which one? Which one makes me scared? No, let me guess. Um, when all the apes are surrounding the humans and the and they're on the horses and they start shouting. No, Gary Oldman. No, no, when uh, when uh. Koba gets the machine gun yeah. Yeah. and shoots the guys. Yes. Ooh, yeah. and he shoots the dude. That's freaking crazy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so that's like that. The that the craftsmanship of that scene is impeccable. Yeah, his, it feels his real. Emotion in his yeah. face. He's being uh, ape, and then he turns back into a yeah, person. Yeah. <laughs> that scene bothers me because those two guys are so dumb. They that are really, dumb. yeah. That really I can't trust me. apes now because of that. <laughs> the great the. I can't trust the apes because <laughs> of the things they really do in life. The masterfulness of the scene is that there's a there's a previous scene where they have a similar interaction. Yeah. And it causes us to let our guards down because they're he was they build up silly. They build up tension in that scene and then dissolve the tension by having him right. like, Oh, they're gonna shoot him and he makes a he blows a raspberry and they run him off. 
So when he comes back, the tension has already been subdued. And they've been drinking. So that our guard is down. We're thinking he's just going back in there to gather intelligence or something like that. And he guns down (laughs) both of the men in cold blood. Uh, It kind of just was the first time it shows his manipulative That's when the Koba's true evil side really comes out. And you're like, oh, I guess the stakes are pretty high. Yeah. He's going to kill everyone. He's got all that human work on him, man. But they, yeah. they they did really well to bring in his baggage from Rise of the Planet of the Apes to, they did. Be, his, to be his motivation. It's super smart to take a, a minor character in that movie and someone, they, the screenwriters, saw potential in developing him as a villain. pretty A tragic villain. Yeah. Pretty cool. Mike, you saw Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. What did you think about yeah, it? Yeah, I liked it a lot. I think that... Uh, Watching a, movie, a sequel is so much better. Like it's hard for me to like look back on the first one and not want like kind of a maybe the same director doing the first one. Like I look back on the first one and I don't want to think that it's less than. But I don't know. Things have to be less than sometimes. But it was better. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Is that weird? Is that a feeling y'all get sometimes watching? No, I know sequel? exactly. Yeah, yeah I know like, what you're oh, saying. Oh man, if this was tonally a little different in the first one, then anyway. I just Especially feel like it sets the second one up so well, in all the right ways that it's so much better because the first one was so good. Yeah, if the first I one was agree. any better, then the second one might be less. I should always true. want the next movie to be better than the last. It feels. It honestly feels similar to me. Right. As uh, maybe I just don't want to be. So you're just time. wishing. I just want it to be perfect. Why even make them if you don't want them to be better than the first one? I don't know. It's just well, a weird feeling. Mike of. wants them to come out of the gate with perfection and maintain it across the board. <laughs> Do them to all be even. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, I guess just laugh. Right. You know the. Come uh, on, Don. This is unfair to rise. <laughs> if you want to see perfection, you should see "Stop the Planet of the Apes." I want to get off, starring Troy McClure. Yeah. Oh boy. The musical. That's <laughs> Dr. That's Sayers, the bar Dr. they Sayers. keep trying to reach. <laughs> wow, that's the Simpsons reference in both episodes, both Apes episodes. So we far. did it. Uh, <laughs> you know the the sensation of watching Batman Begins and The Dark Knight. Uh, the the Christopher Nolan reboot would felt like oh wow they've made it good again. This is actually a really good Batman movie. Uh, then now what's in our minds most though is the dark Knight out of the Christopher Nolan Batman movies the level of like filmmaking went up pretty high out right. following mm-hmm. Batman Begins if you watch Batman Begins now it's still a great movie but it, it sometimes feels kind of cartoony and a little bit like out there like the scarecrow stuff and people running around yeah. with fear gas and all right. that. And yeah, it just great. doesn't seem like any of it fits into the world of the dark Knight. Well, Gotham's a wacky place. Sometimes. It's a crazy, crazy place. How are we in Gotham? What are we doing in Gotham? <laughs> Things are happening. Never a dull moment. I think that that's kind of a similar thing to rise and dawn where rise is still a great movie, still holds up. Um, it definitely earned our attention for the rebooted franchise. If you watch them back to back now, or even if you just consider them together, Dawn feels like the more mature, serious, and well-crafted right. movies comparatively. Well, they did raise the stakes. Uh, at the end of Rise, they have that closing credit scene with the the virus traveling the map across the world. This contagion that was infecting all of the nations. And then they open with that same that same um, s- that 
graphic, I guess, that same motion graphic, but they add in the, the newsreel stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it's yeah, clearly... Yeah, it's crazy they got Obama to do a scene for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's clearly... So uh, the first one was. <laughs> they've clearly raised the stakes. And yeah. it's the, the, the scene is really escalated into serious chaos. And that's where we find our characters. What is they? And they say 10 winters. So it's been 10 years later. Yeah. And I, I thought it was a great place to pick up the story. Yeah, I love that. Dark, it, though. The infographic at the beginning is uh, they kill off the whole human race in like three minute <laughs> opener. Quick. Right. Uh, that was actually really entertaining and escalates really quickly and then kind of dies down to where the it, the lights that seem to represent humans are slowly going out. They flicker and fade. And then we open with this civilization of apes living out in the redwood forest or wherever it is. Yeah, and it's interesting because there's like the villain is Koba, right? But you also have like well, it's also Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Yeah, but interest to me, like it was hard to to villainize well, him and the other dude that was the the very first guy human we so, meet. Yeah, he was a, he's trigger, a good bad guy. Yeah. First guy yeah. to pull the trigger. We hated him a lot. He sucks. He's like the Malfoy in this movie. <laughs> but Gary Oldman is, and we all we were talking about how great he is when we were watching this movie again. But he does this just great job of like making you get on his side whenever you're like looking back at his story, when he sees the picture of his family and stuff. And then even like when he's like, we just need to blow them up because he's just thinking like, it's either the apes or the people obviously kill the animals so the people can survive. And then you're kind of like, I could see why he would say that because he, yeah. you know, and then he's just, he he's sacrificing himself. himself. A martyr, yeah. Yeah. You're like, human he was not really wrong in any of that. It's just an interesting story. So yeah. in the in the last film we distilled the story down to just what the the humanity that can be found in apes exploring that whole concept how would you distill this story Oh that's a good question Well now we've catapulted forward in time and we're in a full-blown dystopia most of humanity is gone um the only survivors are clinging to shreds of a uh, you know s- what's left of society they don't have power and indoor plumbing per se uh which is the stuff of like ultimate familiarity it's a pretty tired concept but yeah. that concept is tucked completely into the background of the film the film is about like w- what political yeah it's very yeah. political no but do you think that it's the same concept as the last that in these apes you can find humanity, but even in the humanity you find in these apes, there's corruption. Because now we're seeing Koba. Yep, good job. Did it. We're seeing Koba uh, corrupted, and he's he's inciting a coup, and there's there's divisions and frac and factions on both sides, and the apes and the humans. So it's almost like the human the humans have long proven themselves as as uh corrupt but now the apes are getting there too yeah yeah i think that that's really fascinating you know uh, george romero made the he started the living dead movies and his whole premise with night of the living dead and on was to take these uh, basically the concept that has carried the walking dead on for like a billion seasons at this point which is um it isn't even necessarily the most interesting or dramatic thing to have some sort of world ending epidemic where dead bodies come back to life and eat people. It's that people fundamentally suck 
and they will tear each other apart when society starts to crumble. Right. And that's like, you know, a B movie concept that he's used to make like sociopolitical statements for lots of movies. And it's kind of carried off into a, a lots of other movies as well. In this film, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, the apes are enjoying like a season of peace, almost, almost like a utopian society where, uh, they built themselves an infrastructure. Yeah. yeah. And Maurice points out at the beginning of the film, uh, that they're not completely unlike humans because he, you know he signs well apes fight too, and Caesar says but but we're a family meaning like, uh, well yeah our our battles within are nothing compared to humanity which has managed to kill itself, off Caesar says good or bad it doesn't matter because they destroyed themselves it's like the T eight hundred says in T two Mike it's in your nature <laughs> to destroy yourselves <laughs> <laughs> that keeps coming up lately. Hmm. That moment, though, where uh, where I keep trying to reference all these reverse roles that they, they subtly put into these films. In that moment where they're out in the woods and they're talking amongst the society that they've built with the, the walls and the tree houses, um, they, you can see all around them they purposely put in um, fires out in the distant trees so you can see almost like city lights out in the woods that they've created a city for themselves Mm -hmm. and they're talking about how in the distance they haven't seen the human city lights in 10 years and it's the that right there is a role reversal they've they've become the actual healthy functioning society and the humans absolutely have yeah and the humans keep saying is like the scary thing about them is they don't need the yeah. elements that the humans are like desperately trying to, they need power and energy and things and they're like we need this to survive and they don't yeah so that's that what makes, makes them the, stronger that's what makes it scary is yeah. that apes are far more uh capable yeah than warfare. of adaptation and survival than, yeah. than humans and 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 warfare and warfare yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And just war for just war for hitting people a couple times and that was it <laughs> you jump up in that tank and just hit you in the back yeah. and that was you're done he did get a tank. Well, he threw the guy out. We don't know if the guy was alive or not. You know that shot, one of the most incredible shots in the movie with the uh, the, the turret, the camera mounted on the turret as yeah. it spins. Apparently, the shot wasn't complete until like week, a couple weeks before the movie came out in theaters. That Weta was trying to finish that shot. It was the most complicated shot in the whole movie. Well, yeah, because you're you're just stuck on the turret in the foreground, but you're supposed to be watching all the apes in the background running through the streets and attacking the, the tower. Yeah. It's pretty it does stuff a full going on. 360. Yeah. yeah. Complex scene. I'm glad they finished it. Cause I like that shot. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. it. I appreciate the work they put in. Yeah. yeah. Good job. Winner. Yeah, <laughs> man. And then, so the ape society breaks down as it's colliding with the human society, which is holding on by a thread. Both are on fire at the end. Both are on. Yeah. Both are actually on fire. Uh, and the leadership is crumbling um, as Caesar has been like assassinated and or I guess seemingly as supposedly assassinated. Uh, Koba, who begins the movie as not only a Caesar loyalist, but like uh, a, you know, the, the movie opens with a scene of him rescuing Caesar and his son from the bear. Uh, and there's a deleted scene in the film where <laughs> Caesar awards Koba the bear skin. Uh, at a ceremony for saving his life. So the you know, then they have that exchange where the humans are first um showing up and Koba's like, Well we have to do something and but he says, You rescued me, I would do anything that you 
Yeah, so there's like this level of allegiance, and we, you know, you you feel or sympathize. You're meant to sympathize with the Koba character and like him. Well, yeah, he was the victim in the first film, and yeah. so you you totally understand his motive. Yeah, and even the scene that Abby or, or Patrick and Abby mentioned earlier, where um, Caesar set, tells him to let them do their human work and leave, and then Koba starts to point to all his different experimentation wounds human and say work. human work. Yeah. Uh, Does anyone want to do that impression? <laughs> <laughs> That's mine. Pretty good. <laughs> let me try it. Let me try it. Human work. <laughs> That's pretty good, huh? Uh, it's like I'm very good. It's like I can see those real apes. <laughs> All right, let's go around. <laughs> Photorealistic apes. Uh, he's, he's tragic up until the point that he's utterly like out of his mind and in, at one point kills uh, Ash. Ash, yeah, Rocket's yeah. kid. Uh, he kills him? Yeah, he throws him from for disobeying you know. him. Yeah, and that then you're like, well, I guess that's it for Koba. <laughs> he's the bad guy. Now he's killing the apes as well, yeah. not just the. Yeah, and then he locks them up for being disloyal. Yeah, and then by the conclusion of the movie, when they're in the, the the end of the third act and having the battle, he's just awful. He's gunning down apes like crazy. He stealing guns from like suffering dying apes and dropping Doesn't beams he kill on. Maurice? No, Maurice lives. He gets shot. He shoots him. Yeah. Takes a chunk out of his orangutan fat face. You know the, <laughs> right. the giant mandibles hanging off. Yeah, the but Koba's kind of like Gary Oldman up to the point where he goes completely crazy. You're kind of uh, empathizing with him because you're just like, yeah, I see what he's saying. You know, human work. This is what they're capable of. Then he goes and finds all the guns, and they're like, if we don't give them what right. they want, they're going to come for us one way or the other. And you're like, well, he's not wrong. <laughs> Yeah, it's like Affleck's approach to Superman. He has the power to kill everyone on the planet, and if we think that that's even the remote possibility, we have to take it as an absolute certainty. Remember? Yep. When he wanted to kill Did Superman. Did you write down that spoiler? Yeah, that was a great movie, you know? Yeah. Right. Go ahead and direct your angry comments to <laughs> everyone but Josiah, apparently. I think it's okay. Oh, okay. That's probably not enough for some people. Yeah, yeah but Koba takes it to the next level where there could have been peace and understanding between the two the two different worlds, two societies, he, he, he sets it up uh, as a conspiracy. He falsifies the assassination, blames it on the humans, and he wants war. Yeah. Yeah. He forces the... Apes' hands? Yeah. The apes. So they have, are they hands? Yeah, they, yeah they, they have hands. Hands? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he and Caesar are opposite sides of the same coin. Caesar is... Uh, can't help but have empathy for the humans and and to go out on a limb to hope for the best. For out them. on a limb. Out on a limb. <laughs> I didn't even do that one on purpose. <laughs> uh, because of his experience growing up in the house that he grew up in, which comes to full circle in the film, he actually sits down and watches the clip. Right. Which apparently James Franco angrily, I don't know if he was being funny or not, but in an interview said that no one asked him if they could use that and he didn't receive a paycheck. Which you can't do, so that must not be true. He was yeah. still in the movie more than Alien Covenant. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> write down that spoiler. <laughs> write down Alien Covenant. Yeah. Stupid they, uh, Alien Covenant. They used um, that contrast of experiences with James Franco. Um, Caesar had a great experience. Obviously, he was raised by James Franco, and he was loved by James Franco, and then... Koba uh, was then you bite one finger <laughs> off. Koba <laughs> <laughs> was terrorized by James Franco while James Franco's handlers, and so they both 
learned from the same experiences uh, how to one love humans and the other hate humans. And so they use that tension in Koba to say you're, you're, uh, you, Caesar, are blind because you love humans. Yeah, that was an say it like he did. I'm not going to no. sign it. Sign it. <laughs> okay, I'm going to sign it. Wow. That's a that yeah, perfect good. sign. That was yeah. perfect signing. That's yeah. a pretty bold move to have so much of the movie uh, subtitled to American Sign Language for the purpose of the actual ape dialogue kind of crescendos toward the third act where they're talking a little bit more. But all Wait, the that's American Sign Language? Yeah. Or it's not just a made up. No, no, it's it's like their hands were just waving in there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm sure if you don't know sign language, that's what it looks Uh, like. (laughs) How do you feel when you see doing this? In her defense, it did seem a little lackadaisical. These apes, these apes were not trying to enunciate their sign. Put some heart into it. No, it's it's like a it is. I've seen people speak sign language. It's very elaborate. This was like. Looks like they were doing whoop de doo with their fingers. But they, oh they sign like they talk. They just use yeah. the <laughs> main words it from is, the sentence. Uh, it is a simplified. I guess that's true. There's a whole extra feature on it. It is a simplified version of sign language, like the apes that know sign language actually Do. learn. They're yeah. not actually, you know, signing out entire sentences. The subtitles are doing the work for you to okay, that makes sense. put the pieces together. It would be kind of silly to see just the three word sentences. Yeah. And the ape talk. <laughs> they should they just do need that Congo backpack. <laughs> they do, yeah, the, that was good. The, glove. the power glove yeah. on Amy the Gorilla. This is the first <laughs> film to do motion capture. How sad uh, she was. <laughs> she was one of that party. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we all remember Congo way Green better Congo. than I thought anyone ever has. Uh, this is the first movie to do mocap, not in a mocap set, on location mocap. That's crazy. Wow. Matt Reeves was like, we're going to have to just go out there and film stuff. And Weta was like, I guess we got to figure out how to do that. So they had to design all sorts of like uh, cameras that could be out on location and still do mocap with them out in the woods. They had people wearing the suits running like deer through the woods. Right. That's Mm -hmm. funny. Yeah. The Jumanji deer. The Jumanji (laughs) That's amazing. That's a that's a huge yeah. step up. We talked in the last episode about like oh what the advances that are being made all the time. That's a that's a that's big a huge one. Step. That lends itself to the photorealism. That yeah, they, that's a real environment. Yeah. There. And it was it was raining all the time. Looked they nice. said we got to stop shooting this like they did the prequels to Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where everyone's just in a, a living blue cube. <laughs> yeah. at all times. Uh, so. The point is, it seems like what we're all saying is that movies have been good, and regardless of how enamored you are or if you just thought it was pretty cool, they went from good to very good. Uh, now the reviews for War for the Planet of the Apes have begun to come in, and you know reviews are not always a perfect science, but by and large the reaction is extremely favorable. In fact, higher... Uh, or or more positive than the previous two movies, uh, what which you all reviewed really well too. Are uh, is Abby going to be absolutely convinced that they are a- talking apes this time, and we won't be able to tell her? I have different? seen the trailer. It looks pretty cool. Did they get real apes? <laughs> they got real apes, I think. 
<laughs> they should slide a CG person in there just to mess with people. <laughs> oh, that guy looks weird. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, the know. engineer from Polar Express. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that character exactly. <laughs> and he still looks exactly Flipping like around. The, the, the hot chocolate guy. <laughs> this is a really odd choice for this movie. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, I here we are having not seen the movie. Uh, in the future, if you listen to this episode after the movie's been out, we will have seen the movie. But right now, as we're recording it, we haven't seen the movie. It's crazy we, how that timeline We works. don't know uh, what's going to happen. This is blowing my mind. Tyler, do you think it's going to be good? Yeah. You do? I do. Oh, okay. <laughs> Here's is what it, I think. Here's is what it I the think. same director or anything It is. Like Matt that? Reeves, yeah. Here's what I think. We're going to get apes on horses. We're going to get apes with guns. It's a lot of gun commentary and... Dawn. So we're gonna get things. Sure. We're gonna get some more. There's and no. uh, and I think there's gonna be some more. Yeah, there's probably gonna be some more. You know what I'm interested in? Ha- knowing yeah. knowing nothing, I saw like two seconds of the beginning of the trailer <laughs> uh, that Mike watched the whole thing of. Yeah, I regret it. Uh, I I, I wonder is like there going to be closure to the trilogy and. Uh, you th- you know, if it makes a lot of money, they're just gonna continue with the franchise one way or the other. But will this trilogy be self-contained? Is there gonna be any effort to tie it into the original mythology? Who cares? Just curious. Uh, where where do we go from here? What's gonna happen? Is it gonna be great? Is someone gonna talk during the movie? I get stressed about that even this far in advance. I wonder what element we're gonna talk about, like. We were saying that, oh, they filmed outside and that added a new element to it. What element is war going to add to it? The visual effects. We're just like, oh, that thing is what made it look even better this time. Real apes. They, yeah. they Real sat apes. down and said, well, we get like hundreds of millions of dollars to make a movie. Surely we can spend that to train an ape to act. Right. Let's just do that. Just and then people will think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Are they going to fix the bear? They're going to fix the bear. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm concerned, though. Let's, let's, let's do a head count here. Uh, how many apes do we got? The, the only intelligent apes are the ones that were able to escape from San Francisco, right? There's no other apes in the world. Yeah, but they're that are they're intelligent in school apes. that like training. Uh, they're raising up more apes out in the woods yeah. over yeah. the last ten years. Because if they're born, they're, all they're the bred more apes. Was yeah, like a all the apes that are being born have green eyes or whatever. They're <laughs> intelligent, <laughs> but can't. The, the humans, Gary Oldman called for reinforcements at the end of Dawn, and we're getting more humans to show up. What, 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 are, what are the totals here? What are the numbers that we can expect? Uh, do you think there's contagion that spread through the world that killed humans made apes nearby intelligent? If, oh. if, if a human is sneezing blood on an ape, is that ape getting smarter? That's actually a really That's excellent a point. That would be cool if they did that. Because if the whatever it was the H one N one virus whatever they called it that virus, the is that I just say the a real virus H, H something one thirteen yeah whatever it is if it's that contagious and is spreading, uh you know through the air or th- uh, it was going the, the infographic seemed to imply that it was spreading really fast probably yeah, so fast yeah uh, then it stands to reason that it could be caught by after all it was the aerosol version of the virus that made all the apes in the sanctuary intelligent sure yeah. and we'll also do the same to monkeys mm. oh. or does it only monkeys versus apes monkeys versus <laughs> apes <laughs> <laughs> that's who the war is between that's the tent pole <laughs> yeah 
they're gonna start a they're gonna start a monkeys <laughs> trilogy, <laughs> and then they're gonna meet in the in Does the. Does anyone know if it's uh, set in San Francisco? Well, that's it. Like it's that's close. where the that's where the intelligent apes are. Yeah, where that's where Caesar lives. Maybe they've traveled. That's yeah. To the mountains. The reinforcements were coming. Yeah, they their house did burn down. Yeah, that's what I think. They moved to Seattle. It, whoever is that's left, we know, or at least Dawn seriously suggested that if anyone is left, there must be very few of them. And right? why are these people surviving? They, they have they natural have immunity. Huh. Yeah. One in five hundred. They it's said a, in it's the a movie. real phenomenon. Yeah. yeah. Cool. <laughs> she's convinced. She's Fel- convinced. Felicity it doesn't seem like very many, but Felicity says we're, we're all immune, or we have, we'd have been dead a long time ago. Do you think that maybe the apes went as far north as Canada? And they're like, it's just gotten so bad in America. Let's just get out of here. Wow. Caesar's like, <laughs> Caesar's like, let's go to Canada. Do you think Trump is going to be in the beginning of <laughs> this? There won't be so any much. apes. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's. Dead. I mean, there won't be any guns <laughs> if they go to Canada, and they won't have to be, go to war. <laughs> get it? You know, because Canada has less gun violence. I learned some. Uh, did anyone else read when Dawn came out? There was a, an article about like the, the science behind Planet of the Apes, and there was like an ape expert that was doing the rounds talking about it. And he pointed out something that I thought was kind of interesting that I learned about apes. Um, Ooh, tell us. Let me yeah, tell. I want to know. I want to. He also uh, pointed out something else too. that I'll tell you guys about later that <laughs> kind of ruined the movies for me. <laughs> oh dang! Oh. I don't know if it's, I want to know that. You do. Oh. It's great. <laughs> But uh, he pointed out that two things uh, that apes can't do that humans can are cry. So when that ape cries in the movie. Like there is there is so much cry. crying in Dawn. And uh, they can't blush, apparently. Interesting. Which is two interesting ape facts. Can't okay. emote. Yeah. But yeah, so whenever, whenever you see an ape cry, you know that that is not a real Maybe ape. Maybe can, can apes fashion tools? Could, if they wanted, could they build a factory and... A factory? Build... <laughs> Build guns and ammunition for this war? <laughs> Perhaps. I don't, I don't know. Ask, ask your scientist friend. They, they still they had primitive weapons in the Charlton Heston movie. You know, and they were living in huts and crap. Yeah. That's what they were doing in Dawn. The apes were living in the woods all, almost like indigenous peoples from hundreds yeah. of years ago. Yeah, so they had evolved and thrived, but they had not become technologically advanced. Do we you think that apes could make an iPhone? So you're just wondering what their <laughs> chances are in this movie? Wait, wait. You mean like a real iPhone or like a whittled wooden iPhone? I want to know if the apes are going to war, what the situation is here. Do they, well, do they have strong. tools? Are they, are they... They're strong. Are they apes building are any weapons? Are they just going to just punch all the hey humans? Man, yeah, just, let's just go see what happens. All right. I just saw that awesome behind poster of... You guys see that poster? Yeah, I saw it's it. like Caesar. It's just Caesar on a horse. It says war, big red letters. <laughs> Maybe that'll be the fourth movie, Caesar on a horse. <laughs> Caesar's been one. riding horses since Rise. Let's get Caesar on a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> When next we talk, we will have seen War for the Planet of the Apes. How are you feeling? Are you prepared? Do you think we're crazy for going on about Planet of the Apes for what will be three episodes? Leave a comment on this episode at youhatemovies.com. 